The Gun Dog Notebook Podcast is presented to you by Onyx Hunt, crafted to be the number one digital mapping resource for hunters, anglers, and landowners. Download the Onyx Hunt app from your phone's app store today and use my promo code GDN20 for 20% off your Onyx subscription. I also want to bring to you Yukonuba Sporting Dog, the premium performance 3020 blend. For the last 50 years, Yukonuba has created premium nutrition that unlocks the power and potential within. From the unstoppable performance of the sporting dogs to the life-saving abilities of working dogs to the incredible companionship of service animals and family pets. Check out Yukonuba Sporting Dog today and go pick up a bag of the 3020 premium performance blend and when you do that guys make sure when you got food you gotta have shelter guys make sure you go check out dakota 283 kennels and pick up one of those g3 series kennels or the tonneau cover kennels um you can use my code tgdn10 and get yourself 10 percent off at checkout when you get one of those kennels and also i want to give a special thank you and shout out to garmin fish and hunt and Lion Country Supply. Both of those companies, organizations, have done a phenomenal job at supporting the bird dog world and giving us something that we can truly enjoy and a a number of products that have been beneficial to us all. I know for a fact, beneficial to us all in the field. All right, so as of February 20th, 2020, in the next few minutes, I will have turned 30 years old and I'm just blessed and thankful be able to share with you guys another strong year to gundog notebook podcast so just a special thank y'all for for those who've been with me and rocking with me this whole time who we got up next is darren henley of union springs alabama and we're gonna get to chatting about promoting the youth and getting them involved in a little bit of the history of sedgefields plantations and the amateur field trials stay tuned Back to another episode of the Gun Dog Notebook Podcast. We got Mr. Darren Henley on the line. Mr. Uh, Mr. Henley is from Union Springs, so I, I want to get into that just before we even get into the meat and bones of the conversation. Mr. Henley, how you doing? I'm doing great. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Hey, thank you. Now, I also, you know, want to uh, give a, a little bit of praise to Allison Stewart, who you know, contacted me, um, or I contacted her. I, I met her at the uh, National Open Shooting Dog Championship. Now, you guys have worked together at Sedgefield, you know, done a lot of stuff together, correct? Uh, yes. Um, uh, Allison has uh, reported several championships there, if I recall. Okay. Uh, yeah, and um, yeah, I'm on the board of directors at the Free for all. So okay, all right. Now tell me about the free for all because the the drawing was was last night. What was it? Seventy was it seventy three dogs in it? Seventy three dogs uh, plus last year's champion is automatically qualified for the uh, uh, callbacks. Okay, all right. So what? Uh, now what did you see? And, and first of all, who was last year's champion? And what did you see about that dog last year? And and, and what do you think is going? What do you think he's going to do this year? Crown's Black Ice. Mm-hmm. He's a Georgia dog um, owned by uh, 
Tracy Swearingen and um, uh, Neil Walker's son, uh, Stevens, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, Brian Sanchez handled him. And um, top-notch shooting dog is just what we want in a champion. Yep. Okay. Excellent job. Okay. All right. So you, you think he's going to be able to bring some, some weight this year? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, he's done some winning this year, I believe. I'm yeah. not Good deal. Good deal. Well, I um I'm gonna go back through um and at, during in the the episode show notes, I want to uh you know add a few stats and things like that on, on Mr. Black Eye. So um you know I'll, I'll make sure I have my listeners you know look for that information now. Uh, you're from Union Springs and, and you've been there. When I was doing the research on you, you've been there for a long time and have seen a lot, you know, a, a, a lot, you know, grow and develop and things like that. But one thing that gets me and I never, uh, I, I never got a chance to go see it. And I'm coming back there because I got a buddy, um, Raymond Jackson, who I'm supposed to be going to hang yeah. out with. You know, Raymond? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to hang out with him. Um, we just we couldn't coordinate our schedules this time, but you know he um, he was telling me that he was good friends with Mister Whaley, who was also down in Union Springs a lot. Um, were were you a like? Were, was the statue of that pointer that Whaley sculpted? Was that a big thing? Like, is that? That's, oh yes, oh yes. T- uh, tell me that, about that. That, that statue. Is a um, is a snake foot that was uh, Mr. Whaley's champion bird dog. Yeah, and um, and it's in the center of town. Have you seen it? No, I I keep uh, missing it. No, you got to go. It's, it's in the center of town, and there's a um, ring around where you drive. You can drive around it, and um, uh, on it is uh, engraved all the Hall of Fame bird dog field trial Hall of Fame members that are from Bullet County. Okay, and I think there's uh, I think there's thirteen uh, members of the Hall of Fame from Bullet County. Wow. Okay, that's cool. Now, did you did you know Mister Whaley down there? Um, I knew of him. I can't say I knew him personally. He's uh, he was several years older than me. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I, I knew of him. He's obviously a a fixture. His plantation was in Midway, right? And um, he uh, obviously well known um, personality around town. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he did a lot for Union Springs, particularly that, that statue. That we're we. People stop and take pictures with the bird dog statue. Right, right. And I, I man, it's it's one of those things that I feel like, um, even like I'm born and raised in Atlanta, and for me in Georgia, you know, going to Thomasville is kind of like my mecca. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, I feel like I'm supposed to go down there and hunt those birds. You know, and 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 I got a dog coming from out there, but being that Union Springs is three hours away from me 
I keep kicking myself in the butt <laughs> for missing that statue. Like, <laughs> so I'm gonna have to get out there, man. Like that is, and I I got a dog that's that's a, a descendant of Snakefoot. So oh really? Yeah, man. Really? I um, a, a little pointer pup. He's coming out of um, Pine Hill Kennels. Well, I'll tell you a great picture. We'll stop traffic and let you pose your dog up in front of the statue. Okay. All <laughs> right. a great picture. All right. Look, I'm going to take you up on that now. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to definitely have to, man. Like, he, uh, he's a good dog. And I hope I was talking to uh, Tommy Rice last time I was there. And he, uh, he was telling me that I need to be working, you know, for towards getting to the, the, the free for all. You know, oh, yeah. I, I, and so that's, that's on my list of things to do. That's, that's a good time. Um, so that's, that's on my list of things to do. And I, um, you know, I hope I get there one day, but 73 dogs, man. <laughs> How long is that going to take to run? That's five and a half days of, of, uh, qualifying. We'll run seven braces a day. Okay. Uh, 45 minute braces in the qualifying series. And then the, um, call back the, the championship series just depends on how many dogs the judges call back. Okay. All right. And the judges this year, talk about them. Uh, they're both from uh, Mississippi, Elton Bray, and um, and um, Jonathan Birch is coming back. Jonathan uh, judged last year, uh, but both of them are very experienced, qualified judges, have uh, um, been around bird dogs their whole life and have judged some major stakes. And So we're looking forward to having them. Uh, two very good judges. Oh wow! Okay, okay, that'll be good. That'll be good. Now I, uh, I remember. I remember Elton being at the Continental last year. He uh, he uh, reported the Continental Championship last year. Right. So it's a it's a major it's a major uh, uh, commitment to come judge a, a week long field trial. Right. And that's if it doesn't rain. Yeah, and that's <laughs> what I, that's what I was wondering. I mean. You know, at because at the the shooting dog championship, I mean, it rained there and it threw the, the time off, and you know, so I guess you guys just course adjust from there. Pardon, I said, um, when it rains like that, because we've been having some crazy weather, like well, you know, recently. I, yeah. I imagine y'all just course adjust. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, we lost a day and a half during the National Open Shoot Dog Championship. Just got done last week, and we lost a day and a half of rain, and it's still raining. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's be I mean, wet, but the sun's supposed to come out. Okay. Uh, just in time for the trial to start. It'll be a beautiful, cool day, but wet. Oh, right. Well, they, and, the, and the dogs can make do with it, you know? Oh, yeah. They oh, can yeah. make do. Now, dogs, horses, <laughs> that's some sticky mud. The horses uh, don't like it. Of course not. Well, I, uh, I, I can't imagine they're going to like it, but they got to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's all good. Now, Let's let's get into your background because, like I said, you've been you've been in this for a while now. Well, yeah. So where did, where did it start? Spring, so it got in my blood at an early age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, um, and and from what I understand, because didn't you have like a? And I'm just trying to go back through everything that I remember seeing about you. But didn't you have like a newspaper spreader? 
You were in something <laughs> recently. I'm, I look. I, I went back. I went back on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we have a local. You probably saw the article in Union Springs Herald. We have a small hometown newspaper called the uh, Union Springs Herald, mm-hmm. and they just did a little story about this. Okay, no big deal. <laughs> What you mean is no big deal, man. <laughs> yeah. What were you, what were you doing at that time? You know, because I think it's a pretty is a pretty cool thing. You know, um, I can't remember what I was doing at the time, uh, but they just you know asked me about what I enjoy about field tiling and my dogs and okay. things like that. Okay, okay, now. Uh, has your for the things that you enjoy out of field trialing or or anything like that like has that grown has it changed like what was it like yeah (laughs) what was that like then versus now well uh, the short answer to that is I just love the outdoors and I love the people that are involved in it some of my best friends uh, have come through this sport Mm-hmm. Uh, just over the years, I mean, we, you know, but you know, my 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 evolution in the field trials really started at a very young age. I started, I started riding. Well, let me let me back up. When I was growing up, when I was just a kid um, in Union Springs, I didn't know that there were other field trials around. We really? called it the field trials. We thought that <laughs> we thought that the, the championship was the field trial. That was the field trial. Wow, that was the field trials. That's what we called it, the field trial. And we we planned our family reunions around it. Everybody, all my cousins would come and stay with us, and we just fill up the house with people and cousins and aunts and uncles and nieces and nephews and we'd all go out to the field trials at at Sedgefield. And that was before the day of of living horse trailers and things, you know, and, yeah. and the big gooseneck trailers. That was we we I remember taking my, my daddy driving my horse out there in the back of a pickup truck with cattle bodies on it. You know, you throw dirt in the back of the pickup truck, put cattle bodies on the pickup truck. <laughs> and when you got out there, you backed up to a big uh, mound of dirt. Yeah. And unload your horse. Wow. <laughs> That's how we got there. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, it's a little bit different now. It's a lot but, of bit different, man. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, um, and and just uh, um, uh, to answer your question, I just I, I grew up hunting. I mean, I, I started. You won't believe this, but when I was just a kid, I didn't need a dog to quail hunt. I could go. I could walk out my back door after school and go. Usually, I could walk up four or five coveys hmm. just around the farm. I knew where they were. You know, it's right. where they hung out. There'd be a covey behind the pond. There'd be a covey by the silo. There'd be one down <laughs> the dirt road. You know, uh, and that was when covey. That was when the quail were were real plentiful. And mm-hmm. you know, go. When I was a kid. I had a single shot, fourteen shotgun. I mm-hmm. go hunting with. And I really didn't get into. 
uh, hunting with dogs until I was late in my teens. My he's my brother-in-law now, but he's at the time he's like my big brother. Yeah, uh, and uh, he had his family had bird dogs, and we'd you know we'd walk hunt behind them, and uh, then in the I'd say in the eighties. Uh, we we put on a field trial and uh, um, started putting on field trials in Fitzpatrick where we hunted. Mm-hmm. And we ran, he and I and a, a couple other fellas ran the Fitzpatrick field trial uh, for 19 consecutive years. It started out as a, it started out shooting retrieves. We actually kill birds and had our dogs retreat. Right. Well, <laughs> and I, that's that I mean I think that's the original format, right? That's right. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. the way we started. And um, it was it was a hunt it was more like hunting and then and then, and then we evolved into uh uh uh, uh dog stakes. You know, mm-hmm. we had we had big grounds we could run shooting dogs on. And it kind of evolved into that. And, yeah. Uh uh, then um, the the property got split up, and um, there's a lot of happens all the time, you know that. Right. Uh, and then uh, we uh, started running. We kind of involved into the Cross Keys Field Trial, which is right uh, just a few miles down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my deceased friend Philip Chancy and some other fellas, uh, Tom there was instrumental in it. Yeah, uh, uh, ran that trial for twelve consecutive years, um, and it, and all those trials, those nineteen at Fitzpatrick and uh, twelve at, or maybe have been thirteen at Cross Keys, we had youth trials, right? And um, uh, we have um. Uh, the kids that run, ran in those youth trials, uh, I can name several that uh, hunt, uh, are on plantations running bird dogs. Uh, really? One, one professional okay. trainer. Um, um, they're now judging and running their own dogs and um, uh, uh, Reporting and it's in all aspects of it. Okay, uh, you know, and they got involved at an early age. You know, not all of them stick with it, but right. um, and a lot of them will uh, leave it. You know, f- for a while. You know, you got you go to go to college, and then you get a career, and you have children, and you know, life gets in the way of having fun right. sometimes. And uh, but a lot of them come back to it. Right. And uh, and I'm still looking for, still looking for some to, uh, I, I, the, if, even if it's just riding in the gallery, right? They, they still and they still enjoy it, and it's uh, it's really truly a blessing to me to to see that because I love the sport and I don't want to see it uh, go away. I mean, we uh, it's got enough hurdles. Uh, to keep it going as it is. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Without losing interest. <laughs> right. Right. No, I definitely agree. Now, you know, talking about the, the developments, you know, those trials, cause 
it, to me is 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 like playing street ball. You know, like you and your buddies yeah. out, and and oh, you, yeah. you, you know, you, you just having fun in the yard and stuff like that, and then. You know, you, we've all got those, you know, hometown heroes where I, I remember where we was playing out in the yard and the next thing you know, your buddy's a pro, you know, so. Yeah, I've seen it happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, we had really evolved in the um, the, the youth stakes. Um, um, about 20 years ago, at, um, one of the landowners that when we were having a Fitzpatrick uh trial died John Barnett is a very close friend of mine yeah. and we put in the competition the John William Barnett revolving trophy to the uh, Alabama Youth Handler of the Year we have uh, you know um, qualifying stakes for the kids one that wins the most kind of like the Prino Awards for kids right and uh, um, uh, and over the years and then, later on, several years ago, a, the sweetest, prettiest young girl you ever saw, her, her name was Hartley Carter, mm-hmm. was tragically killed in a car accident. What? And, we, and she came to all the kids' trials, and we, put, uh, we um, started a um, $1,000 college scholarship uh, for the uh, Youth Handler of the Year in her honor. Good deal. Okay. Uh, and now, just recently, um, um, we have that Hartley Carter Foundation uh, qualified as a 501c3 charitable trust where we can accept uh, charitable donations okay. to it to help fund those scholarships. Uh, Lisa Latale, a lawyer here in town, a good friend of uh, mine, got that done for us. Good deal. Okay. And we have an annual um, fundraiser during the free for all. A lot of people donate things for us to auction off and um, to raise money to fund that scholarship. Uh, and just a few years ago, uh, when a lot of my field trial people listening to this will remember Johnny Caps and Johnny Caps died a few years ago. Mm-hmm. We put into competition a runner up youth handler of the year award in honor of, uh, uh Johnny. Okay, cool. Name is on the trophy. So, and, uh, last year, uh, Dixie Trace in Georgia started a youth, um, handler of the year award and start putting on and started putting on, uh, kids trials. And Ames Plantation last year put one on, and it's going to have another one this year. Nice. And I, and I just heard recently that Mississippi's going to start uh, doing more kids' trials, uh, start some kids' trials. So it is growing uh, with the help of a lot of people. Right. Uh, I mean, it, um, I think uh, Buck Hurd in Georgia was very instrumental in getting it started over there. Oh, yeah. Chris uh, Sellers up in uh, in Tennessee, uh, uh, very instrumental in getting the kids' trial going at Ames Plantation. Um, just, just a lot of people have uh, stepped up, and they're seeing how much and, and those kids enjoy it, 
um, you know, and the and the kids that come to this sport are, are just special kids. Right. I mean, they they if they don't know how to ride, they're learning how to ride a horse. Mm-hmm. If they don't know how to shoot a gun, they're learning how to shoot a gun. If they don't know anything about bird dogs, they're learning all about them. Mm-hmm. They're learning how to handle them. They don't know anything about a quail. They're learning about, you know, quail habitat and mm-hmm. quail behavior and just all the things. And, and but the, the best thing about it is they're out enjoying God's creation right. and not sitting in front of a video screen right. or laying on the couch eating potato chips. Right. I mean, well, I mean that's that's the most important thing, you know. Um, yeah. And I tell you something else about these these kids. A yeah. lot of kids won't do it because they're just scared to try or just too shy to get out in front of people mm-hmm. and have people watch them. So mm-hmm. it takes a special kid to 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 do it. And right. and, and 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 once you see them light up, man, it's 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 fun. I mean, I, I just got to. Um, my daughter's uh, husband's uh, nephew, mm-hmm. his name is Trip Walton, 12 years old. I've been telling him about it, telling him about it, and and uh, he, he's ready to go. Okay. And, uh, and uh, he went to the uh, kids' trials two weeks ago in Union Springs at the, at the Sedgefield's youth trial. Got first place with my setter. Nice. Went back last week to the Flint River U trial. Got second place from a setter. Okay, okay, so he, he on the money so, then. So now he he's on fire now. Right. I, but, I'm but, assuming he got the bug now. Oh yeah, he's got the bug. But I'm, I'm uh, I, 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 he don't want to hear anything bad. I'm like I'm like trip. You know, uh, sometimes field trial wins are far few between. <laughs> Look, he, he he messed around and got spoiled now, man. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a great kid and um uh just picked up riding a horse and just came so natural to him and it's yeah. it's just fun to watch. Right. Well and I and, and see that was gonna be my you know my next question. So this is definitely a different time, right? We got a different set of kids, different time. You oh, yeah. know, folks aren't necessarily always growing up on a farm and they're not growing up with bird dogs mm-hmm. and not growing up with quail in the backyard. So, yeah. you know, what, I guess, how do, how have you seen, you know, kids and, and even folks like I, I'll be 30 tomorrow, 30, you know, folks that didn't necessarily grow up with bird dogs getting into it. You know, what's that process like them? I know you I've got, got my own. You got to expose them to it. And yeah. once they get exposed, once they get exposed to it and get interested in it, um, you know, take them to a field trial. Yeah. I mean, uh, take them hunting. Yeah. You know, um, but, uh, you know, when they're most of the time, if they're most of the time around here anyway, uh, daddy's got a horse. Daddy's got a bird dog. Right. Uh, granddaddy's got a horse. Or granddaddy's got a bird dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uncle Joe's got a dog and a horse. You know. Right. But if they don't, uh, you know, I've I've supplied them dogs and horses many mm-hmm. times. Well, and uh, see, that that was going to be my next thing, and that was what you just said was my transition. You know, like I mean, I got my own dog, but 
you know, Tommy was the one that was just like, hey, man, I got a horse for you, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, yep. getting out there. I had another buddy, um, you know, Tom Hennis. He, he same thing. He was like, hey, man, just come out. Don't worry about the horse. Just come out, and run your dog. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And you're like, all right, cool. You know, and riding the horses, it, it, right. it's like riding a bike if you've done it before. But um, you know, I think that's that seems to be a hurdle for a lot of folks. You know, oh, it is, no question about it. I you mean, know. that's the biggest hurdle. Yeah, and uh, and and I could say walking trial, like I'm going to participate in walking trials, and 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 I definitely you know, enjoy seeing that. But, you know, what about them folks that's just like, nah, man, I want to ride a horse. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you know, um, I, I think for that to be such a hurdle, you know, in, in, and getting into field trials, feeling like you got to have a horse, you know, I tell people all the time, you're going to spend a little money too, man. Like it's not cheap and it's not to discourage folks. It's just to say, look, that's the way it is. That's yeah, just the way it is. Yeah. You know, um, but everybody in in this thing is, is nice. You know, everybody seems to want to, um, you know, want to teach. And one thing about it, too, you know, it's getting, you know, getting told that your dog didn't win. That's part of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, 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 that's what I tell these kids. I say, uh, and it's, and it's, True. The people that get in this game to win field trials don't last very long. Yeah, they they, they just they're in and out. Uh, if you're in it thinking you're gonna win every field trial, you need you need find something else because mm-hmm. it, it, that ain't gonna happen. I don't know. You know, and, and you, you do it for the love of it. You love to see a dog work. You love to be outdoors with your friends. You love horses. You love dogs. You love Mother Nature. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if you're in it to win, you're you're in it for the wrong reason. Right, right. So, and and see the winning in, in thing amateur, in amateur trials, at least you know yeah. I, the pros are totally different. Well, the pros right. got to win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But amateurs, you know. You know, and and you've got great amateurs. I mean, Bob Whaley was an amateur. You know, oh yeah. And, and yeah. You would. I, I don't know how many people you know are aware of that Farrell Miller. He was an amateur, no, no, no doubt. You know, no and and they've created some of the best strains and best bloodlines of dogs that we got today. Um, and and one thing I wanted to go back to, you know, back to your childhood. I, I keep circling back. What, what was the difference in dog work, you know, from from the field trials that y'all set up to when y'all moved on to shooting dogs? Were the dogs, you know, hunting closer? Were they at the same range? What were y'all looking for? No, uh, we ran. We started running gun dog stakes. Okay, basically hunting dogs. Yeah, um, they don't have to be uh, broke to wing and shot. Okay, uh, and they could go retrieve. I mean. Uh, we gave a retrieving trophy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay. You know. Okay. I uh, I'm messing around and and reading uh, Jack Harper's book, and you know my wife got it for me for my birthday. Um, she got me like a. I wouldn't even say it's a first edition. Like it's before the first edition. It's like, the, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he, he was writing in it and stuff. And so I got that book and he was talking about, you know, his dad, 
you know, and, and basically him getting into it uh, with another guy and basically like, oh, well, you think your dog is good? All right, cool. Let's go find birds. And that to me is the essence of a field trial. You know, you get oh, yeah. to, you, you get to talking a little trash. It's just like track. You know, yeah. we was kids. I ran track in college. That's that's, that's how it all started. I'll tell you a true story along those lines. If you want to hear? Yeah, come on. Back in the day, back in the fifties, when uh, Mister Maytag owned plant, owned uh, Sedgefield Plantation, mm-hmm. uh, next door was uh, another plantation uh, called Gunsmoke. Her homes had it. And they were uh, downtown uh, at local cafe, breakfast in the morning, each one of them bragging on a bird dog. And they decided, well, the only way we can settle this this dispute is we'll have us a little two-man field trial. Mm. You meet you, uh, uh, Mr. Maytag, you meet me at my barn tomorrow, and we'll uh, go hunt a half a day on my place, and then we'll go across the road and go hunt on your place tomorrow afternoon. So they 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 meet and set out and go hunting both dogs on the plant on the Sedgefield side, both dogs had eighteen fine Lord. Both handlers picked up twenty one birds and they were dead tired at lunch. <laughs> so, so here we go. And the word's getting around town, and there's a little gallery starting to gather out there watching them. Right. So they go, uh, they go, set out on the on the gunsmoke side, go hunting in the afternoon. Both dogs have fourteen fines. Each handler picks up fourteen birds. <laughs> Dead tired at the end of the day. So the only way they can break the tide, they're going to go to a neutral ground for the, the next morning. And word got all around town by then, and they get out there to uh, Seahorse Plantation the next morning, fishing the cut loose, and they're at a starting line. Both Mr. Herb and uh, Mr. Maytag got the dogs on a leash there, walking up to the line. And as they're walking to the line, there's this young man standing there, and both them dogs just whirl and point that man, that young man. <laughs> both of them just, just stout as they can be. Right. And Mr. Maytag says, young man, you got a bird in your pocket or something? Young man says, no, sir. And Mr. Holmes says, young man, you been cleaning birds or something this morning? Young man says, no, sir. So... Both men apologized to him. I said, we, we, we're sorry to bother you, young man. Uh, by the way, what's your name? And the young man says, Bob White. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like that. Well, they're, they're good bird dogs. They're real good bird dogs. They point anything that's Bob White. <laughs> I like that, man. <laughs> I was not expecting that ending. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that, that is Darren Henley for you. <laughs> That's cool, man. That's cool. Well, <laughs> okay. So we, we off to a road now. So 
Oh, that's cool, man. Okay, I can't wait. Next time I'm out of Sedgefield, man, I, I gotta. If you out there, I gotta, I gotta shake your hand because you know I, I think this has been, you know, so far a good time. Um, yeah. And I just like hearing stories, you know. Um, well, let me tell you about Sagefield, man. You, you, yeah. you, you, you said you want to talk about some of the history. Of yeah, I, look, I will get caught up in talking if you can't tell. Uh, let, let me tell you about it. Go ahead. Uh, it, it is a. Uh, it, it still is quail heaven, but at, at one at one time, um, you know, Creek Indians lived in Bullock County back then, right? And, and they hunted quail. Can you imagine hitting a now, quail with a bow and arrow? I was gonna say, was it? Were they using nets? Were they using arrows? Um, uh, uh, both, probably. Okay. And um, and the European settlers showed up, mate, and and they were hunting them, and, and quail hunting just became a, a integral part of that culture back right. then. Right. And um, uh, in 1928, uh, Lewis B. Maytag came to Bullock County to go quail hunting. Lewis B. Maytag was the inventor. Of the washing machine, Maytag washing machine. Yep, Maytag washing machine. I yep. don't know if he was inventor, but he made them. He made them. Put them in everybody's house. Right. Um. Okay. And he just couldn't believe the quail and and the the quail hunting there. So, um, uh, the next year he started buying up small farms. Mm-hmm. He put together twelve thousand acres of of land together in one spot by nineteen twenty nine in Bullock County. Really? Yes. Okay. Back in those days, small farms, everybody had a row of peas. Everybody had a you know a row of okra. Everybody had a row of this and that. And fence rows, you know, mm-hmm. around your place, and, and it and and they this with plows, using plows, and it was just perfect habitat for quail. I have a map from 1950 uh, that uh, the manager of Sedgefields did, and um, in a, in association with the uh, U.S. Fish and Wildlife that. Uh, they plotted all the known coveys of quail on that 12,000 acres. Really? And there were some areas that had a covey of quail every 20 acres on average. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wild birds. Man. I mean, they were there. Can you imagine finding a covey of wild covey every five minutes? Every five minutes, man. Yeah, that, do you, is it a way? I would love to see that if you can. Like, can you, like, photograph that or something? Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's got a glass. I've, I've got it framed in a glass. I don't know, you know, how good it'll show up, but yeah, I'll, I'll try to. That's cool, man. I mean, and just, and it, I mean, that's, it's just like our biologists nowadays. Um, you know, they just plot that stuff, but they had one every twenty, like every five minutes. You just horseback your that dog lock up probably sooner than that. Yeah, that'd be something. Wow. But anyway, okay. uh, and Mr. Maytag, uh, 
somebody took him to a field trial just down the road in uh, in uh, Fort Davis. I don't know the name of the trial. It's probably the Dixie because it's the longest running field trial I think in Bullock County. Mm-hmm. And he liked the field trials. He and and, and under his uh, guidance and and uh, putting on field trials and at Sage Fields, it just it eventually was. Uh, nationally recognized as one of the premier events uh, in, in, you know, championship field trials. He would throw uh, extravagant parties and, um, uh, you know, with bands and food and, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the drawing was a black tie event. You know? Wow. Okay. Yeah, it, it was, it was, it was, uh, Changed a lot, but mm-hmm. it's still going. And I, I tell you what, uh, um, Mr. Raymond Harbert on Sagefields now, he has not uh, missed a lick. He is, God bless him for keeping it going. Right. Kind of, you know, but it's a tradition in Union Springs, and, and, and it's part of, it, it, it's what we're known for as the field trial capital of the world. Right. We have uh, Sedgefield puts on uh, the National Open Shooting Dog Championship and the, uh, the National Amateur Free Fall Championship. Mm-hmm. We have two uh, um, Open Shooting Dog Championship qualifying trials there, one on Sedgefield and one on Tony Gibson's Connecticut Station. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Um, and several amateur trials and and youth trials, so there there are I don't know I've never counted them up, but I mean I'd say it's a, 10, 10, 10 field trials in Union Springs, right? Every season, something like that. So, so do you would you say like Union Springs for field trials is 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 almost like you know going to Canada for up north is kind of like the place to go. You know, if you if, if you want to get your dog seen, get your dog work, stuff like that. I mean it's I just well, see wanna, it as if you want to win a shooting dog championship, that's where to go. Right. Right. That's that's <laughs> where you're gonna make your name. Open. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, uh, if you want to win a national shooting dog championship, yeah. They're both in use front open amateur. Dang. Okay. Now have you have you have you had dogs to run run in them? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell tell me about that. Well, uh, I, I try to make it as hard on myself as possible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm known as a setter man. Oh God. Yeah, <laughs> you do. You you like a hard time. I love setters yeah, though, I, but I, Lord, I, you like I, a hard time. Yeah, I, I punish myself, but <laughs> I've been lucky. I've had a couple of good ones, uh, and uh, so. And, and now, talk, talk which I ones? Like, were I, I enjoy raising dogs from puppies. Right. I, I, I enjoy bringing them on early myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not one of those guys that goes out and buys fully broke mm-hmm. somebody up bird dog to go field trial with. I, I just get a lot of and I get a lot of satisfaction out of raising them myself and you know and training them. So I'm I'm the same yeah. way. I get mine. Yeah. Uh, I got this new one coming this summer. I got mine now at seven weeks, and I'm gonna be getting this one in the summer at seven weeks. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. So now, 
I, now you, you got my brain stirring and stuff. So the rumor is that field trial setters, they develop a little bit later. That is true. That's true. That's true. I'd say they're a year behind. About a year behind. Okay. I'd say. I'd say. Now, in that year, what do you think is going on? Is it just a... I don't know. Yeah. You're going to have to ask the dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I don't know. But now it's it's the South though, man. Like you now, I'm assuming you've had pointers before. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now what? I mean, you just prefer setters, anything, anything, because this yeah. that's a that's a big thing, you know. Uh, I'll tell you when I well, uh, as a teenager, we'd walk something with setters because they, you know, they stick with you and you walk down the railroad track. And, Cheap birds with a right. setter, you know. But uh, I always enjoyed them. And but um, two things really got turned me into the setter man. Mm-hmm. One, I saw uh, Panoski's Billy Boy win the free for all with uh, Charles Clank was running them. Her, her, her Charles's wife Heather Scouting, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> it was one of the most uh, enjoyable hour and a half braces I've ever seen. On, really? On stage it, that dog went from one cubby to the next, just right up front for an hour and a half. And I didn't know, I, I didn't know Charles or Heather at the time. Now they're good friends, very dear friends now. <laughs> I'd never seen them before in my life. And I rode up, they were after the brace, they were at the uh, wash pad watching their horses off. And I rode up to them and I said, that was the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and it was. But, but really what, but then, um, um, this was uh, probably 20 years ago, be about 22 years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Bill Gooseby bred a letter, letter of setters, and I was just looking for a hunting dog. Heck, I was hunting back then, and uh, he gave me a puppy, and I started working him out there on them big grounds out there in Fitzpatrick, and that son of a gun, he was something. He'd run them edges like a champ and fine yeah. and point birds is Piney Woods Nick and uh, uh, I won I won 26 field trials on him what he, he won the Alabama Open Shooting Dog Championship he was um, the uh, national amateur uh, setter of the year nice one year and 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 <laughs> Once you have one like that, you spend the rest of your life looking for another looking one. Looking for another one, man. Yeah. That, and yeah. Good Lord, man. That yeah. dog is just, and it wasn't nothing you just had to do. He just had it in him. All right. So in order to have a dog that can keep running like that um, and, and push the race, you need to keep him fueled up. The way I do it is with Yukonuba Sporting Dog. Um, Vegas look good, man. I'm telling you, you want a dog that's going to be on good feed, can ride them all the way through the race and, and and still want a little bit more at the end. So I want to give credit to Yukonuba Sporting Dog for that particular feat. It was a good thing going on. Also, when we talk about just keeping location on, you know, birds and things like that, if we're going to, you know, keep training and things like that, I use my Onyx Hunt app, not even just for hunting, but hell, for training. Um, 
you know, we're especially out of Howell Farm and things like that. I, I, it's easy to, you know, plug in spots where birds are just like I would any other hunting situation. But now I'm using it for training and field trialing. I can go and, and you know, log in calls and, you know, different spots where different birds are. I mean, that place is huge. So I still use my Onyx Hunt app for field trial training and getting Vegas ready, um, you know, for the next opportunity to show, you know, all the bird sense and things that we've been working on. Onyx Hunt has been a wonderful addition and contribution to the bird dog world. And I would love for you to join the hunt, join the app, subscribe using my promo code GDN20 for 20% off your Onyx subscription. grandson of Coal Mountain Sunrise, okay. Hall of Fame setter, okay. uh, yeah, but you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know it by looking at him. <laughs> <laughs> he was like a common bird dog, really, but he, he just had a great nose and just the most tenacious dog I've ever seen. He just tenacity was his middle name. I mean, he just, there was no quitting him right. and I just loved to hunt Right, birds, and it was hard to break. But once, 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 once that little light came on, man, he'd win. About every if he didn't chase a deer, he was gonna win the field. <laughs> the field so all you got to do is hope a deer <laughs> didn't walk out. <laughs> One time he won this trial, and the, uh, he was pointing way about three, four hundred yards out in front of a big old field. He was standing there pointing like a stick. Yeah, and a whole herd of like six or eight deer ran right past him. Oh man, and he didn't flinch a muscle. And I got up there, shot, we went home. And uh, after trial, I was talking about it, and uh, and uh, somebody said it was a good thing he was pointed, otherwise, he'd have been gone. He'd have been gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure you, he had your heart racing. <laughs> yeah. Man, uh, that's funny. So, you just got a lot of vivid memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 in field trials, there's just some things you never forget, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so you know. I, I'm I'm going to detour and then swing back into the questions for a second. But, you know, um, Robin Gate or, uh, yeah, Robin Gates just passed. And I heard it. Yeah, man. And it's, it's a, a sad thing for the bird dog world. But as a setter man, you know, what'd you think about in Shadow Oak Boat just passed well, recently, uh, too? Well, I got, I, I have a setter out of Shadow Oak Boat. Patty was jackpots out of Boat. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I, I called him jackpot because when uh, Shadow Oak Boat was winning all over the world from Canada to Florida, uh, at the same time, Jeanette Tracy had a uh, the setter of the a female setter of the year, open setter of the year. And I, I, I told Jeanette, I said, if you ever hook those dogs up, I want one in puppies. And she did. And then Jackpot wins back to back national championship. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I said, Jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And that was his name. Yeah, that was Jackpot. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He was, he, was a, he was a national uh, amateur set of the year. And got a regional runner up championship on him. Okay. Uh, 
He's good dog. Man, how's he? You said can you say that one more time? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Oh, uh, my bad. My signal must have cut out. But um how how old is he? Uh big is about Eight now. Eight. Okay. 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 That's cool, man. I uh, I was thinking about that. My buddy, um, Paul Cook. He he's got setters. You'd like him. He's a he's a uh, a grouse trialer, but yeah. uh, you know he's got setters up there. Some nice dogs too. And uh, he he told me about you know Mister Gates passing away. So I just wanted to mention that on the podcast, just as a you know out of a little bit, of, not a little bit, a whole lot of respect. Oh yeah, uh, he, he was one of the best ever. Yep, yep, yep. So going to um, you know, just getting youth, you know, the youth involved and and exposure. Have you seen a transition to where you get kids that come into trials, they win a few, they get the bug, and then now they want to take on an apprenticeship or 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 mentorship? Have you seen that happen? Um, uh, you mean take? What do you mean take on a like? They'll they'll say, I'm you know X Y Z kid just got into into field trials and and now I want to you know once I get a little bit older probably college age now I want to go work under you know a handler you oh. know have you seen that transition? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, of course, yeah. Okay, now would you say? Yeah, no. They usually they usually go and get jobs on plantations. You okay. Know, okay. Plantations. Yeah. Okay. So that it's it's a good segue, you know, for that. Um, I always wondered about that. You know, um, you know, if, if that's still a, a a very normal route, you know, for folks to. No, it's not normal at all. I mean, um, just like in the amateur. The, the adults we come from all walks of life mm-hmm. I mean all walks of life and you know everybody has come a different route right. to get there and you know and, and and see that's the thing that that's just another an, another question that I get from a lot of folks you know like Darrell you know did you a lot of people will ask me like well how did you get into bird dogs? And I was like, well, I mean, I started with a lab, you know, and I was just hunting. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and I, I, everybody comes in different ways. You know, the, the, the kids are not coming into it now by, uh, walk hunting with a setter and a 410 single shot shotgun. Right. I mean, the, 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 those days are over, unfortunately. Right. Um, uh, so you you have to the kids that are getting into it now are brought into it by usually a family member. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I see that's the thing. I mean, but like I said, once you get the bug, you know, you in. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I guess as we get towards, you know, close to the, towards the end of the hour, um, I want to ask you, you know, what. What would you say for for you know anybody, especially teenage handlers coming in? Because I got a few folks looking at that, and you know, what advice would you give them for trialing? Like maybe two or three things, and what would what would you say about them getting their first dog? Because it's different when when you got a job and you could go out and buy a dog. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, uh, 
most of the kids are running somebody else's dog. I mean, you know, they don't, you know, a 12 year old kid's not going to try, they can't train bird dogs. Right. You know? right. Um, they're running somebody else's dog. Right. Um, so, um, but you, you just got to teach them how to do it. You, you know, you got to get them a horse, you got to get them a dog, you got to teach them how to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's amazing how quick they learn. Right. If you if you if you tell them what to do and show them what to do, you know, I when I was growing up, nobody ever taught me how to field trial. Right. Did not. I mean, I learned by watching, and uh, I don't know if it was people didn't want you to know how or, or what. I don't yeah. know. Well, I mean, and, and that's a, that's a common question, though. You know, a lot of people are like, ah, oh, well, field trials, they don't want to talk. Well, yeah. I, no, I, it, I learned everything the hard way. I've made every mistake you can make. Yeah. I wrote the book on how to lose a field trial. <laughs> <laughs> I was just never taught and given those tips and those secrets and mm-hmm. You know, a few along the way. I'm, you know, I used to work dogs with Scope Renfro when I was first starting out. He 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 taught me some right. some, some tricks and things. Um, Talk about that some. What 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 did he what what were the things that he kind of put in you? Oh, just something I always remember about Scope. He'd, he'd say every everything you take out of a dog, you got to put back in twice as much. Right. And that, that's something that stuck with me. Right. And and I learned little tips from every time I get to work out with a professional, man, they, they give you little tips. Like, a, you know, Sean, I, I remember Sean Tinkler, we were working dogs one time. He said, never give a dog a command that he can't um, obey. Mm, okay. Yeah. That that is that's always stuck in my mind. Right. Yeah. I guess it, you just you just confuse them if you tell them something they can't do. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, why tell a dog woe when he's already woed? You know. <laughs> okay. So now now you getting into my my another buddy my a buddy of mine Plody um, Joe Plody. We talk about that all the time, and I'll be sending them little videos and stuff like that, and they'd be like, "Dang it, Darrell! Like, you shut up, stop talking, you know." <laughs> Damn, anyway, I'm gonna send you some duct tape. Like, stop yeah, talking. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get in trouble talking about those uh, no, But anyway, uh, look, I I'm the worst about it. So <laughs> that ain't that ain't even the first time I've heard it, man. But it's the it's the hardest thing in the world to do is. Well, you you need a you need a if you want to feel you win field trials, you got to have somebody to show you how to do it. Yeah, and that's what we do in these uh, uh, kids trials. Is uh, when when the kids are first starting out, uh, of course they get a scout, but we'll also allow them a coach if they want one. Okay, to to ride with them. Okay, uh, and. Uh, you know, you don't do it for them. You just kind of coach them along, you know, you know, okay. and, and, and eventually they'll feel comfortable enough to do it without you up there coaching. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. That's cool. I, uh, I, I like that concept. I, I had actually yeah. never heard about it. I mean, I just figured they, you know, the kids just kind of follow you and learn along the way, but 
Well, they, you know, it doesn't take them long. The kids, quick learners, they, it doesn't take them long to, you know, figure out what to do. And then they are ready to do it. But we allow them, if they want a coach, they get one. Okay. Okay. Cool. And that, and that's typically a, you know, a pro handler or something like that, I'm assuming. Well, it's usually daddy or Uncle Joe or <laughs> Okay. <laughs> something like that. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. I I like that. Um, and I'm gonna be getting on the line with um uh Chris Mathen, you know, mm-hmm. pretty soon and, and 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 talking about what she's doing, you know, out I, here in Georgia. I tell you what, what she's doing is fantastic. She's she is uh, exposing people to youth trials that didn't even know they existed. Yeah. Uh through her website. And she came to uh Union Springs a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. to the Sedgefield Youth Stake at Greenway mm-hmm. and uh, and did a um, took some great pictures and right. interviewed some of the kids. It's a good time. I mean, that's that's what it's about, man. And and you know, guys like yourself, we need we in the bird dog world. You know, I'm I'm, I'm brand new to 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 field trialing, and I'm just kind of swinging. I thought it was important to swing the direction of what I was been doing for the last two, three years with my podcast. After a while, you know, I was just kind of looking for like, you know, what's next? You know, I can hunt and shoot birds all day, but as a competitor, you know, I grew up playing sports my whole life. What's the next thing? And speaking to guys like you, man, I can't thank you enough to just get on the line and and, and chat with me a bit. You know, it's going to help everybody out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I definitely I, think I so. enjoy, I enjoy it. It's just an integral part of my life. And yeah. it's, it's, it's a, a, almost a year round yep. pleasure for me. Yep. Well, field trialing. You got to feed, you got to feed dogs and horses year round. <laughs> <laughs> so might as well do like something it. with them. <laughs> you, like it. you might look, you might as well do something with them, man. I got mm-hmm. two out back barking now and a third on the way. And I got a six month old baby on, on top of that. So, <laughs> well, you know, Mr. Henley, I, I can't thank you enough, man. And, and, I want to definitely next time I'm out at Sedgefields, what I'll do is give you a buzz. I hope you're in the area, you know, yeah. and, and, and maybe we can go stop traffic too. Yeah. I remember I, I responded to you about, um, uh, uh, I had to do some reminiscing before I talked to you. Yeah. 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 You wanted to ask me about the, uh, uh, some memorable performances during the free for all. Oh, please do share. <laughs> please do share. Uh, obviously, I've not seen all of them. Uh huh. But these are some of my favorites. I told you about Fedaski's Billy Boy. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Um, I would say Cox's Ark Fault, owned by Brent Cox. Okay. Um, I think um, uh, William Bond scattered for him. That that was truly a, a beautiful thing. What? Uh, it, tell me about it. Well, he, I remember he had that uh, afternoon course, and um, there's a part of the course called the Avant Line. Mm-hmm. That's just a huge field, and and um, he put him on the right side of that field and hit that whistle, and that dog went out of sight, and we rode, and took a left in front of him. We rode up 
on him down there pointing looked like a statue one of the prettiest finds I've ever seen nice and and, and, and you know finished I don't know how many finds I don't remember now but another dog that did uh, two other dogs that, that Avant line makes or breaks them a lot of times mm-hmm. and two other dogs I remember doing it like that was uh, uh, Brian Peterson's dog Prime Poison Lane and the call name was Rip and uh, um uh, Hunter McDuffie and uh, Larry Curry had a dog named Edwin, and they called him Bob. Yeah. And he put on a show out there. Um, those are some that just sticking out in my mind. That, uh-huh. You know, that just what what you want to see in an hour and a half championship brace. Right. I mean, way out front, pointing birds, looking like a million dollars on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just true championship performances, and you know, just stretching out. Now, let me let me two questions you just made me think about. So, free for all dogs. Have have you seen like a median age at, at where these dogs kind of really start peaking, or is it just kind of what show you know they come right out of Derby or or what? Uh, no, you don't see many Derbies going in. Um, I remember. Uh, I think I'll, uh, Black Moses won with a derby. They, they ain't very often. Yeah. Um, uh, that's for sure there's been some I didn't know about, but, uh, um, uh, I would say, I would say between the ages of four and seven. Four and seven. Okay. Say okay. They're in there. Prime, but you know, you, you might want to ask somebody more experienced than me on that. <laughs> no, I I just always think about it, you know, like, um, and this is an all age dog, but um, I was you know real tuned into the True Confidence and Valiant race up at the uh, mm-hmm. National Ames. Uh, was that yesterday? And uh, True Confidence is an old dog, you know, and been winning for a while, and then Valiant's a, I think he's like. Seven or eight, something like that. You know, mm-hmm. so the, the the ages, it seems to me that I've seen more older dogs, you know, doing you know, Shadow Bo was 10 when he wanted to. He was old, yeah. That's amazing. Oh no, that's one amazing dog. Yeah. Like, so. yeah. Now, all right, so let's talk. Let's I, I'm I'm sorry, you got my brain stirring again. Um Avant line. What is it about that that breaks them dogs down like that? It's just a great place to show you dogs. Okay, and it's, and it's you can you can see a long way, and you you've, you've had to uh, 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 you've had to handle your dog through the piney woods, and uh, to and, and you got to get in there at the right spot mm-hmm. and turn him at the right time to really make him show there. And it's just, it, it takes a good handler and a, and a big running dog to get it done right. And okay. it's, it, when, when it's done right, it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a beautiful sight. I tell you. Okay. What, what's, what's the distance in that, that one particular area? Probably a half a mile. Oh shoot! Yeah, man, <laughs> that's a lot of ground for them to cover, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Close to it. Okay. Okay. Uh, Well, look, I'm. It's just a pretty. It's just a pretty spot. It ain't necessarily distance, and it's just. It's just you're into you're in you're into your course. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're uh, uh, probably uh, close to an hour into your course when you get there. Okay. You know, another half hour to go. Right. And so, in in that that around about an hour, you know, you really. That's right. Like starting to, dog yeah, I was about to say you testing that dog steam too. Mm-hmm. So I yep. mean, you got to have a dog with with a whole lot of courage, man, to, to you know be able to, to come up on that particular part of the course at that mm-hmm. time on the course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. See you. <laughs> that's my favorite. That's, that's one of my favorite. And that twelve thousand acres. That's one of my favorite places to watch a dog right there. They 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 separate themselves a lot right there. Okay, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna look for that that one particular area next time. I want to see it. I want to see it. See one do it right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, Mister Henley. It, Give us, leave us with something, you know, fantastic, man. Like I, I've had an, a, a, a very good time on the episode with you. Support these kids; they are the future of this field trial. Okay, <laughs> they are the future. All right. I, every year I go to the uh, our annual Alabama meeting, and I and I when I'm giving out the kids awards, I say, look around. And all you gray-haired old men, when y'all are gone, who's going to keep this sport going? <laughs> it's going to be the kids. Little, it's these little kids up there. Yeah. So y'all support them, encourage them. Uh, yeah, that's that's what we need. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, financially, morally, mm-hmm. any way you can. Mm-hmm. If you got an old uh, field trial dog that's nice and broke, but doesn't got too old to field trial give him to a kid yeah he'll do it he'll get the job done yeah, for him give him to a kid take tell him go take this dog on the road i i enjoy watching a, a, a 12 year old kid win with my dogs more than i enjoy winning with them myself right i, I promise you it's just a it's, it's it's a great thing right right that i think that's another level of of mentorship man like everybody talks about you know recruitment and stuff like that but i mean we this is a whole new you know ball game of of recruitment man okay all right well i'm and i'm gonna um definitely get myself involved in however i can uh you know especially use this podcast or or of course get get my dog on the ground with the kid, whatever it takes man like i'm more motivated than ever to do so that's cool i really like that Oh, I'm gonna give you a call. Like I said, you said we're gonna stop traffic now. <laughs> we are. We will we will do that for sure. <laughs> well, I I'm gonna take you up on that and, and I think you'll uh you know, I, I think we're gonna have a good time, Mr. Henley. Well, thank you so much again for tuning in um to the Gundog Notebook Podcast, guys, and and that was Mr. Darren Henley supporting amateur field trials, getting the youth involved. So, Mr. Henley, I will give you a call back later on. And, guys, thanks again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, guys. I just want to say thank you all for supporting me 
Going into my 30th birthday, I would have never imagined that four years ago I would have been doing this this whole bird dog thing with the podcast and everything. It's all about documenting and development of a great bird dog. So a special shout out to my sponsors, OnX Hunt and Yukonuba Sporting Dog, Dakota 283 Kennels, my affiliates, Lion Country Supply and Garmin Fish and Hunt. Once again, stay tuned for another episode next week.